Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This weekend, we're performing on Sunday night. And uh, you can get tickets online at LAPodFest.com or get more information at our website, IfIWereYouShow.com. I think there's also a way to stream the whole thing live in case you can't make it out. All right, let's start the show. Back on a Thursday, thanks to... Drumroll, please. Nope. Okay. Ting. Yeah. Dot com. T-I-N-G dot com. Ah, uh, ding, ding, ding. Ah, uh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Nice, uh, yeah. Mar had a dream. dream yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is ting? Okay, let me try to explain it to you. So I'll try to explain it to the dumbest person I know. All right. You. So you know how you... Pe- Who are you talking to? The audience? <laughs> nice. No, no, I'm staring yeah, right... all idiots. <laughs> no, I'm staring right at you. You know how you pay a lot of money for your cell phone service? I know how my dad does that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's paying for data, he's paying for text messages, and he's paying for phone call minutes. Whether you use them or not, He's paying the same rate, probably seventy, eighty, ninety dollars. He Sorry, doesn't daddy. need to do that. Your daddy yes, doesn't he does. need to. He can no, no, no. If he doesn't do that, then I don't have a fucking phone. All right, idiot. but he can save money if he uses Ting. I don't care. So, well, so imagine you're someone who does care how much they pay for phones. Okay. Okay. So suddenly it's a kind of a big deal. So how does it work? Ting basically uses the Sprint network, and they have plans starting at six dollars a month, and depending on how much text data and phone minutes you use they'll charge you a different amount every month but that amount is oftentimes they say 98 percent of the time lower than what you'll currently pay and there are no contracts no termination and signing up is easy so how do you know how much money you'll save well if you're interested intrigued and kind of coy to find out if you're a little bit coy and you're kind of curious Go to ifiwereyou.ting.com. They have a savings calculator there. They'll tell you exactly how much money you'll be saving based on an average of your current usage. So let's say you say, oh, I send 1,500 texts, I use about a gig of data, and I'm on the phone for about half an hour because nobody calls anybody anymore. They'll be like, okay, that'll cost you this much per month. Oh, shit, you'll be saving a ton of money. That's cool. That's actually pretty legit. It's yeah. kind of a game changer. Yeah, it's, it is a game changer. So if you're ready to get started, go to ifiwereyou.ting.com and save $25 on your device purchase or get $25 in Ting service credit towards your monthly bill. Prepare to save money because you'll be convinced after using the savings calculator at ifiwereyou.ting.com. If you think you're spending too much money a month, this is a great way to cut down on one pretty high expense. 
because you know it's one of those things where two companies own the whole thing. They could charge whatever the heck they want. Your daddy's going to pay for it. Damn the man. Well, Ting.com says no. Not not for you, daddy. And if I were you, dot com is helping Ting out. <laughs> so that makes us rebels. <laughs> yeah. It makes us heroes. <laughs> we're part of the rebellion. I guess. We're the... Oh, dude, we're rebels. We got it. Let's just start the episode. <laughs> no, fuck this episode. <laughs> no. There's a war on. What are you talking about? We got to fight the you man. You too riled up too quickly. Yeah, you're like, unclench your fists. Let's let's start the show. All right. I, okay. We had a fun then, time. And after the show, yeah. then we'll fight the man. Would you say things got real this episode? They did. Yeah, I would agree. Enjoy. Yeah, they did. I don't have a question to ask, so please don't put me on blast. I know that you've all heard this line, but I think that you're goddamn dimes. So everyone raise up your beers, and let's toast to Jake and Amir. Their podcast is hashtag dope. Matt Radlow. Matt Radlow. What does that sound like? I always want to know what the songs that I like sound like. Yeah, that's like... It dun, was, dun, dun. Is it like Blink-182? Yeah, it was sort of like a mix of folk and punk. That's yeah, what, that's folk, what, punk. Uh, folk punk. That's why that's, I like it. I love that type of music, too. <laughs> what else is Like, Blink-182 used to do uh, secret songs on their CDs that were just acoustic, and I was, like, very into it. Is that... Like, remember the uh, a secret song on Dookie? Oh, yeah. I'm All Alone. Yeah. No yeah. one was looking. I was thinking of you. What are secret songs? Back when there were CDs, you like before you uploaded them onto a computer, you could just see all the tracks or whatever. I think you could, and it wasn't listed, right? They, but was, if you like, just let the last song play. Yeah, sometimes you could let the last song play, or sometimes it would just be like an unlisted, like thirteenth or fourteenth track. Oh, so you, you can actually go to, to it. Um, but yes, I think I think a lot of times the secret songs were just like they were like songs that nobody liked, but they tried to put them on the record anyway. Like ones about Billy Joe masturbating. Well, I think it was like incentive to buy the buy the record. Like if you heard the secret song, that's really funny. Oh right, it's like staying to the end of the credits to watch something in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Either way, Matt Radlow. I loved that song. Yeah. I would like. I want to go on a three man tour with him. Just like <laughs> why me, you, and Radlow, dude, <laughs> Radlow? doing live podcasts across the country. Radlow opening up with opening a guitar. With the, we should. We, yeah, we never have any like live band play for us when we. You know it was cool in the London show, which was destroyed forever. Right. Uh, the uh, the triplets that we call them the triplets sang that yeah. acapella version of their song. Is, does anybody have any video of that? Um, not that I know of, but maybe somebody there took a video. If somebody took video of that, post it on our Facebook page please. or YouTube or yeah, whatever. Post it, email it to us, put it online illegally. Find a way <laughs> because the venue charged us they swindled us and we didn't record it and they were like 
all right, it's 500 pounds to record it. And we're like, well, then we're not gonna. And they're like, are you sure? And we're like, that's right, we won't. And they're like, all right, fine. And then we're like, hey, shit. It's not fair. They called our bluff. 500 pounds? <laughs> to what? It cost, to hit record? It was very expensive to go to London. <laughs> we want cash we for also, that. The venue also demanded that we pay for our tickets and uh, accommodations. Yeah, we also had to pay to record it. So we said no. We'll only pay for two things. <laughs> this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by me. And I. I am Jake. And I am Blumenfield. <laughs> and he am here. Uh, this is our first episode we've recorded in a while. Our first yeah. one back from Europe. Our first one not in front of an audience. We survived. Barely. We talked a lot, joked a lot about dying in a plane crash, and it oh, didn't yeah. happen. Toda. Yeah. I'm glad, actually. It turned out to our benefit, I think. First of all, most of any, most like most, uh, most importantly, more than anything, I'm happy I didn't die. Yeah. Secondly, I'm glad you're around too. <laughs> so you're happy you didn't die, and you're fine that I'm around too. I'm a number one. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm still here. Right. I am indestructible, invincible. And, yeah, your plane actually did crash and you were the only survivor. Yeah, not a scratch on me. That's amazing. I actually spent a couple weeks in a holding cell. They thought that I had something to do with it. Of course. Yeah, it looks, every, every looks other, pretty damning. Every other seat ejected, mm-hmm. except for yours. Evidence was, was stacked against me for sure. <laughs> to be right. Uh, so we get emails from people. Uh, who are in difficult places in need of advice, and we do our best to give it. That email address is if I were you show at gmail.com. We've let's been forgetting started. to say it. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's try to answer some questions. Um, oh, shit. We need, we need a fake name. We give these real emails from real people fake names to preserve their anonymity. Hmm. Let's do people we... Um, People we met uh-huh. in Berlin. Okay. <laughs> Who did we meet? <laughs> um, DJ Max. Okay. DJ Max with three X's. Rights. Look them up. If you live in Berlin or if you live nearby, if you're thinking of going or really plan a trip around following <laughs> DJ Max. <laughs> DJ Max writes, I am a freshman in college, and I have a problem with this girl. We have been friends for a few weeks now, and we recently have started hooking up. Nothing serious, just making out and stuff when we get the time. The problem is, it's very early in the semester, and we both think it would be unwise to get into a committed relationship. I really like her, though, but she said she's not ready for a relationship for months or even a year. She said she likes me, but she wants us to be cool if we hooked up with other people. I'm willing to wait for her, but should I refrain from hooking up with other girls because it might seem like I'm not that interested? Or should I just live my life and wait a while until she's ready? Thanks for reading, DJ Max. Oh. <laughs> I'm cool. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't want to get into a relationship. Should I not hook up with anyone while she hooks up with people? I still want to be faithful to her as like <laughs> sort of a goof, but... Like, I mean, I'm also, like, don't want to tie me down. This is the first week of freshman year. I love this faux casual. (laughs) We've been hooking up. I mean, she's pretty tight. I love her. making out when we got the time. (laughs) I always got the time. I just hope to God she has the time. I'm sort of laying around biding my time for her time and 
Windows times overline. And uh, I asked her out, you know, wanted to sort of be more than casual. And she said she was actually, actually get a, had a good point. Let's keep it. Let's keep it casual. Let's keep, keep it, it trill. Should I not, though? <laughs> Should I just wait for her? So Always. She'll be in college and I'll act like I have a wife. <laughs> that way she knows I'm serious or whatever. Not that I give a shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Well, this girl's on to something. Like, have you, did you have any um, couples that became couples like the first week? And you're like, what are you doing so yeah, early? So early in the game. College. Day four, you've, you've coupled up. I wanted to do that. <laughs> Nobody liked me. <laughs> so you found one girl that you liked. You're like, I will you be my boyfriend? No, I didn't find any girl I liked. I was just like, I saw the people walking around campus holding hands and being like, oh, that's dope. I, oh, want, yeah. I want a little college girlfriend. That yeah, already. Nice. Like you're eager for one right off the bat. Yeah, I think there's something appealing about like meeting somebody the first few weeks of college and like navigating that experience together and also hooking up that's cool right but then you don't get to do it with other people i think yeah i think that like college is definitely a time that you want to be hooking up with whoever the hell you want but it's all i can see the appeal of like the first right couple weeks being like i want a partner in crime here and i and, well i can uh, see I want the that appeal. partner to be somebody i uh make out with i can see the appeal for the guy more than the girl because the guy probably can't get every girl but a girl probably has more of her options than this guy does yeah that's probably true but maybe this guy has more options than he thinks he does well he obviously doesn't think because he's like maybe i should not hook up with anyone just in case she decides to change her mind well that just means he likes her he doesn't necessarily not have any uh... so what would your advice be um my advice is definitely uh don't not hook up with people because you think it'll make her think you're not serious because she's not serious she just told you she wants to hook up with other people so i think if you put yourself in a position where you can be hurt by something like that then that's not going to feel good and you probably won't be a guy that's uh desirable to this girl i feel like she used a good line which is like uh she said that she likes me but she wants us to be cool if we hooked up with other people like that basically means I want you to be cool if I hook up with other people. Right. Because I don't care if you hook up with other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Just saying that is already saying I'm cool. Right. So don't wait for her. If anything, it would make you seem more cool if you didn't wait for her. If you do wait for her, that might freak her out a little bit. Right. I think the coolest thing you can be is like actually not to care. So don't hook up with people just so you can do it and like say that you did, but also don't not hook up with other people because then you want her to look at you as some type of celibate prince. <laughs> I think you just have to like legitimately fake fake it like you don't care for like a couple days and then you might actually stop caring. Oh, that's good. Pretend like you don't give a shit until you actually don't. Yeah. And then you'll find another girl that wants to stay casual and then you'll be really confused. There you go. Why doesn't anyone want to go steady with me? <laughs> Um, that was a quick one. Do you have any? Do you have? Do you disagree? Do you? No, no, no. I agree. That? I say don't, don't wait for her to come back to you, and then hope that she asks, "How many girls have you slept with?" And you go, "That's right, none." And she's yeah. like, "Why?" And you're like, "Wait, what do you mean, why? Isn't it good?" You could always lie if you uh, think she'll, she wants you to uh, be abstinent. Yeah. Like, who did you hook up with? No one. <laughs> That's so sexy of you. <laughs> That way you got to hook up with people and you you got yeah. the praise of not hooking up with That's anybody. That's the best thing about lying. Yeah, you can get what you want. 
and then other you get people what you don't want, know. and then you tell people what they want to hear, right? And then everyone wins because I've heard the thing that I liked, <laughs> uh-huh. but also did the things I want. <laughs> it's a truly win-win situation. Tell me what the downside of lying is. <laughs> I challenge you. Uh, I guess having a didn't think so a conscience that uh, <laughs> a, a small part of your brain that exists. Dick. Flickering hope Dick. that says, you know what? Maybe this isn't nice. You I can't quite live with myself. Flickering hope. My entire body is on fire. <laughs> it's a I am all drink. in fuego. <laughs> it is a black charred corpse wasteland. I am a demon devil. <laughs> I am smoke. Steam of a scorched earth. Lying through my teeth. My forked <laughs> tongue. My teeth. The only part of myself that survived this charred nonsense. <laughs> Just the enamel. So that they can freaking identify me as, that's right, Satan. <laughs> How good was that opening theme song? It was really good. Radlow. Just <laughs> a, bad, uh, a, a bad mortician. I think um, this burn victim, yeah, he's Satan. <laughs> What? Are you sure? He didn't just get charred skin? No, he's the devil, yeah. I think he's I think he's quite so much the devil. Radlow. A really a really religious Radlow. <laughs> You're going back and forth between the mortician and Radlow. So it's up your dad and Um We need Madadana beat. Madadana beat. Oh, female name. Great. That's right. A what was female. the name of our tour guide on that the walking tour? Ooh. Like Penelope, Persephone. Let's say Lydia. Lydia. Lydia the tour guide in Berlin. Highly recommend. I think it's called New Berlin Tours. All right. Lydia writes, I have a slight problem. I joined Tinder for literally five minutes as a goof with my friend. I swiped and swiped and got many matches in five minutes. One stood out from the others, both personality-wise and looks-wise. And although before joining, I told myself it was a goof and I will not give out my number, for this little handsome gun, I bent the rules just a bit, and we talked for a long time, two days, till five in the morning. Now, here's the real problem. I have certain beliefs, and yes, one of those beliefs is that I do not want to have sex before marriage. I know it's very silly of me to give my guy this number, as I know what Tinder is truly about. But from the beginning, I made it very, very clear that I'm not down for that shit, and I told him my beliefs, and dating is very hard for me because of my very strict family-slash-community. I still care what my family thinks, and he said sex is very important to him, but then he said he doesn't care, and he just likes me, and he keeps hinting for a date. Anyway, it's been weeks now, and we are on Snapchat, texting, and calling. He's asked if he can meet me, and I said no. What's his deal? He couldn't possibly still want to see me after I threw all that shit at him. What's going on? What are his intentions? Should I meet him? I'm so lost. Help, ASAP. Love, Lydia. Really want to follow up, pup, after we're done with this. Because I think the next email is that I fucked him. (laughs) Uh, Or so this guy is hoping. So this girl matched with a guy, and she's like, I don't have sex before marriage. And he's like, that's cool, girl. I still want to meet up. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, why? It's kind of weird, because it's like, what is she? She thinks that... Every guy will want to fuck her, so she might as well not date anybody because she doesn't want to fuck them. Well, yeah, isn't that like how I understand um, 
well, I mean, I don't understand waiting till marriage, but I understand. Uh, sure, fine. For the sake of this, I understand <laughs> it. You still have to date people and fall in love and get married. And right. Then... And this guy, you were open with him. It's not like she's like, uh, I didn't tell him about this, but he still wants to meet up. She said, I don't want to sleep with anyone before marriage. And he said, that's all right. I still want to meet up. Whether or not his intentions are, quote, pure, shouldn't she meet with him? I guess like there's no harm in just meeting him. But then all she's doing is like, what he's thinking is, yeah, I know nobody wants to have sex before marriage, but let's but let's she hasn't go. Met me. Let, let's hook up, and I'll see how far I can get before she stops me. That's what it seems like he's trying to do. Yeah, I think all guys are monsters. All guys are assholes. He definitely still wants to sleep with you, and he thinks he'll be the one that cracks the code. Right. <laughs> the family slash community code. Right. So should she meet with him? Um, I guess, well, we're going to tell you right now that he wants to sleep with you. He thinks he can. And he thinks meeting with you is his gateway to doing that. Yeah. If you think you're strong enough and you're still curious and you might find him attractive and you might want to smooch him or something. Go for it. Sure, why not? I mean, you have to practice dating without boning if you, that's what you want your entire life to be. I agree. She definitely just practice dating, get to know somebody, smooch maybe, say what's up. That's all that's all Gucci. Maybe <laughs> But we're also just letting you know up front his intentions are not pure. Well what is pure? Like you think that he doesn't want to date her and never have sex with her. I think he is saying, I don't care, you don't want to have sex before marriage. I totally get that. And he wants to have sex. Yeah. I think he thinks he can still have sex and it'll right. be like some kind of ultimate conquest. Right. Like I converted this religious lady. Yeah. I assume it's for religious purposes. That is there is there a non-religious purpose to holding out before marriage? Uh, if, you're just, if you're just really lame. <laughs> is being lame a religion? Because <laughs> I don't want to go to that temple. Uh, ha, would you, if you matched with an amazingly looking woman, an amazingly looker, an amazing looksmith, a real Mary Claire model, a Christine Brinkley type... <laughs> six foot six, if not an inch. All right. 280 pounds of pure tits. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Cindy Crawford with an attitude and a rapier wit. Cindy Crawford meets Chase Crawford. <laughs> meets David Spade. I mean, this girl's a smoke show and a laugh show. And she says, I'm down to meet up, but just know I'm not going to fuck you. Would you say... Never mind, hell no. Or would you be still into it? Um, this is current me, like, this iteration of Jake? Yeah. I would probably meet up with her and just because I would be curious and I would be interested in making out with somebody. Right, because at would, the very least you could say you kissed a, a, a smoke bomb show. Yeah, and I think if it came up that she was like, I don't like. I think maybe I do want to have sex with you. If I like, who knows? If I was that charming on the date, which, <laughs> let's face it, <laughs> I would be. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, I couldn't be. Uh, I probably would not want to do that. I wouldn't want that on my plate. What? Because she's like, if, oh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to right. face someone who set up this wall. Yeah, and somebody that wouldn't didn't want to have sex until they were married and then has sex i and feel like chances like, are aren't out. like okay cool i like having sex now i feel like they're like 
okay, that's the person I choose. And maybe like the way to rectify this in my mind is even though I had sex before I was married, at least it was with my soulmate, the person I'm going to marry. Oh, so. and then you're like, oh, that's way too much pressure. Don't put that on me. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want to like, I wouldn't want to mean that much to somebody. Well, maybe he's doing that thing that you just invented. Last question, lying. Where he yeah. says he doesn't care, but it really he really does so that he can sleep with her. Right. That way, it's not the truth, but at least he will orgasm inside yeah. her. But it's different because um, he's lying and telling her something she wants to hear and doing something he wants, but then she's ultimately hurt. I'm talking about white lies, like doing something <laughs> behind her back. Like what? <laughs> like sleeping with her and then saying, you're the one, you're the one, I do want to marry you, marrying her, then cheating on her, and then he tells her, I didn't cheat on you. Oh, so that lie that directly lie. hurts her. Whereas the lie where you're like, oh, I didn't sleep with anyone. Yeah. It doesn't directly hurt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a difference in the lies? That's a question for a different podcast. Listen, we're not. But the quick answer is <laughs> no. <laughs> the, cl- the longer answer is yes. It's only longer <laughs> by one letter. So pick up your questions and ask. Do you have another name if we go to a third question? Yeah. Uh, it has to be a guy. A guy that we met? A man. A man. With a plan. That we met. In Landan. Oh, wasn't that guy's name William? The one that we sat and ate pizza with? William? That had just moved from Scandinavia or Sweden? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, William. We're giving these people who we don't know also fake names. These are double fake names. All right, William. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't. Hey guys, coming back from spring break, a few friends of mine from high school texted me to hang out with them that night. When they stopped by to pick me up, a totally random girl came to my door to get me. I found this girl really attractive, so we talked throughout the night and hit it off. Our night pretty much consisted of everyone drinking in the back of my friend's minivan as he drove us around. Needless to say, one thing led to another, and I ended up fucking her in the backseat of my friend's van with people in the car. Now everyone knows me as the guy who fucks girls in the backs of vans or the van man. And I feel like this reputation is hindering my chances with other girls. How do I fix this? Help! Adding more fuel to the flame is that this is also my virginity story. So Jake, maybe you can provide some insight on this one. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh dear. Oh dear. So this uh, guy has a reputation of fucking girls in vans. One thing led to another. (laughs) Needless to say, there's so much left unsaid. And there is need to say. It was moving. You guys started hooking up and you had sex in the back of a moving car with people inside (laughs) and it was your first time. That's right. The van man. That is. Yeah, his friends aren't very inventive. Uh (laughs) I've noticed the guy who fucks girls in the backs of vans. <laughs> yeah, what about the bang bro? It's not even good English. Uh, so, wouldn't you say, I don't know if I agree with this, but I feel like you've said before, how being a reputation for a sleazeball helps. Yeah, it helps me. So the van man is actually a good plan. Stan? Yeah, you have to start looking at yourself as kind of a pimp. <laughs> that's your problem right now you're trying to go for girls that would be disgusted that you fucked a girl in the van when in actuality you're the kind of guy that fucks girls in vans yeah dude you're a little intriguing it's a little badass yeah uh i got off in a moving car while people were around imagine what i could do in a bedroom (laughs) huh 
<laughs> you he like sh- that? He should embrace it and walk around uh, with Vans shoes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like, yeah, I am the Vans man. The Vans man. Actually, they call you the Van man. Do they? <laughs> I'll wear one shoe. <laughs> A single van. <laughs> that's why they're called vans because it's two of them it's two shoes if you wear one van it's a van yeah where's my <laughs> van where's my other van and now i found my vans <laughs> that's like one pant one jean there you go yeah. yeah how often do you lose a single leg of your pants yeah a lot actually i'm the van man after all so embrace it is what you're saying embrace it uh how do I fix this? I feel like what you have to do is stop fucking girls and fans and that, that reputation will eventually go away. It's like a news cycle thing. This yeah. is just a hot gossip story for the week. I, right, that's true. Just don't... Don't react to it. When they're talking, just laugh politely and try to and like change the subject or move on. But don't let it get to you because that's when people start like... That's when really it, hammering it home. Yeah, once you once you show weakness, they right. expose it. Do something even more insane. Yeah, every week for the rest of the summer. <laughs> By the end of the summer, you'll be dead, and everyone will have forgotten the van thing. You'll also. I worry a little bit about the girl. What's what's her reputation right now? What are the what are people saying about her? I guess we'll never know because van doesn't rhyme with man. Right. Whatever you say and do going forward, though, should be. Uh, respectful to her. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't play it up or play it down. You just got to act cool and casual. Right. I feel like one thing that people could do would be like, I couldn't help it, man. She was a slut. She, like, climbed on top of me. Oh. Yeah, don't throw her under the van. Don't throw her under the van. Although a van man tattoo might not be a bad plan, actually. A van man tattoo for the plan. Yeah. That's actually really... You should just make fun of your friend who has a van. Yeah. (laughs) you fuck girls in the back of a van you drive a windstar (laughs) you're a loser not even a minivan yeah dude fine you still you're driving around in a minivan and i can still get fucking pussy (laughs) you suck is a minivan not a van or is a minivan a type of van I don't. I guess I just don't think this was like a fifteen passenger van. (laughs) I think it was a minivan. Also, van. Would you say van is short for something? Would you say van is short? A vanagon. What? Vans shoes. I'm gonna look it up. A van. Yeah, van is not short for anything. Bad name. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's nice. I like it. A van. Uh, All right. Embrace it or ignore it. Those are two very feasible options. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk about our time abroad. Oh, what a time it was. <laughs> this HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design Mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah. It's more of a fitness nah thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Ah, let's fucking chat, dude. Berlin. Let's catch up. Uh, Out of 100, what would you give Berlin as a city? I really... It was very. It was up there for me. Yeah, ninety five. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that is pretty high. And I'd only dock five points for the weather, which. Uh... <laughs> and we went there during the best time. Did we go there during the best time? For yeah, the it was weather? like September. It wasn't too hot. Wasn't too cold. It was a little rainy. Yeah, that's why you're docking five. It was gray. <clears throat> but it was a good mix of delicious food, but also interesting history, cool nightlife, cool people. Yeah. Uh, and cheap. Yeah, it was For affordable. For European city, it was very cheap. Uh, the funniest part, I think, was the uh, absurd nightlife slash club scene. Yeah. Remember the tips we got the first night about the clubs? The first, I remember 
we were like we went to dinner at like eight or nine or something yeah and uh yeah they're like you oh this club will open at midnight but like it won't get going until 2 a.m right we're tired now (laughs) we thought nine was a late dinner and we found out uh they're very strict at the door uh, we were advised to yeah. not look at our phones right. and not laugh right. in the line. Also, some clubs, she was like, you want to go to this one, mm, not till 3 or 4 a.m. You want to go to this club, actually, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Yeah. So it's just like, what, like, what are these times? open from Thursday night until Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. The best time to go is on Sunday uh, during the day. We kept getting email advice from people about which clubs to go to. And the number one club that everyone talks about is this one called Bergain. Bergain. Yeah. Bergain. Bergain. Uh, and it's also, quote unquote, like the most exclusive club. And a bunch of tips were like, you obviously want to try to go there, but odds are you can't go there. Right. It's just four stories of house music. Yeah. Insane in a, drugs. In an abandoned concrete, abandoned concrete East Berlin factory. The opposite of this guy's friend's van. Uh, so... You didn't, we didn't even try to go when you were there. No. But the funny story is the day you left, uh, I stayed there with our friend Marty and we ran into two ladies on the street during the day. And one of them was a called Schumer fan. And they thought, since Marty looks like you, they thought it was me and you. And you never told them. Yeah, no, no, we never, no, no, we did. We were like, no, this isn't Jake, but hey, I'm Amir. And then we were talking to them. We're like, what are you guys doing tonight? And they said they were going to Berkein. And we're like, holy shit, that's the club that no one says we can get into. That's the club that's crazy. Everyone's been talking about it. It's been so built up. And this girl was like, oh, no, yeah, I've been living. She was British, but she's like, I've been living in Berlin for six years. I know how to get in. Don't worry. You guys can come with us. We'll get in. Okay. So they we meet, we meet them at a bar before. This is a Sunday night. And she's like, it should be easy to get in if we go in after midnight. After midnight on a Sunday night. In which she's like, this is one of the best nights to go to Bergheim or whatever, because logic doesn't exist in this universe. We're like, Sunday night at midnight is the great night to go to a club. Right. All right, sure. So we meet him before at a bar, and she starts giving us the rundown on Bergheim and what the hell goes on. She's like, first of all, you never want to go in a large group. So even if it was a large group of 12 girls, we wouldn't get in. All right? Uh, you want to pair up or go alone 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 <laughs> she's like avoid the first floor because there's large lots lots of dark rooms that people get dragged in and fucked there are people there who drag you into rooms and fuck you just like pull you in yeah and you they yeah i guess you? it could have happened to me uh and then she said that she had been there uh 30 or 40 times and never been rejected all right cool we're ready. We're going to go to Bergheim. Uh We take a cab, not to Bergheim because it's like remote. You have to walk a little bit on foot through a very silent, quiet part of Berlin, which uh, before that night, I had never been to like a part where there weren't just lots of people around. So we're walking to the club and it's basically through this residential area and you have no idea where it is, but all you can hear like in the background is the deep house music. So it sounds like it's like... <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> like far away. Yeah. Uh, after a ten-minute walk, we go through this gated fence, through a concrete parking lot. There's like people milling around outside, and we see the front door, and there's no line. And then right before we get in, she's like, "Okay, 
stop laughing, don't speak English, don't look at your phone. It was all those rules about getting into Bergein. Okay, sure. I won't laugh. I won't look at my phone. I won't talk it. Uh, speak English. So I'm with one of the ladies. Marty's with another. We're walking two by two, and another couple is walking in front of us that we don't know. Uh, the couple in front of us is like the coolest German couple I've ever seen. Like guys wearing like a tight denim, black denim uh, uh, jacket, beanie. Girls wearing a leather jacket, leather pants, high heels. Just like what I imagine a typical Bergeiner to wear on a Sunday night. There's no line. Zero line. We walk up straight to the bouncer, who's, I guess, the famous guy in the bouncing community of Berlin. Uh, <laughs> I look up, and it's, it really is just like a five-story concrete. It looks like a, a bond level, like an, an evil factory. Basically, like what used to make terrible stuff, they flushed it out, and then now it's just like this number one club in all of the world. It was kind of like... Uh, you know how we saw Edge of Tomorrow a lot? Yeah. So there was these alphas, this giant mega headquarter that telepathically controlled the rest. Oh, yeah. Bergein was that. It was the alpha, the alpha of clubs. So oh, like no, the just, Omega. The Omega of clubs. It oh, sent wow. out just like house music to the rest of Europe, by which it all powered. So we get to the front. The, de- the bouncer looks at the couple in front of us. It's basically th- uh, three rows of two. Couple we don't know. Me and one girl, Marty and another girl. He's, the bouncer looks at the couple in front of us, super Bergeiner, German couple, and says, uh, in English, are you here? Is it all six of you or just you two? And they respond in German, just us two. And he stares at them and goes, mm, you will not get in tonight. And they just walked off without even saying a word. They just walked off. And then me and my girl shuffle up to the front. And he's like, you will not get in tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I let out that laugh. And I was like, (laughs) and we just walk off. And then in the background, I hear, you will not get in tonight. Like, what was he even thinking? What was he even considering? What was he looking at? I started laughing so much. I'm like, what happened? She's like, I don't know. I've been to Bergheim for 30 times. I've never been rejected. Is it because I spoke English? No, you didn't speak any English. He, she's like, the girl I was with was like, basically, he looks at you and decides whether or not he thinks you can handle Bergheim. <laughs> <laughs> But it seemed like a game show. Like I was, I, I, he looked me up and down. The music stopped and was like, "You will not get in tonight." And we just walked off. We after a ten minute walk, she's like, "That was not bad." I've seen people wait an hour and a half in line in the winter, and they get to the front, and he just says yes or no, and you just have to walk away. Jesus, it's Christ. so mean. It's such a mean, funny environment. But I was like so happy because. I feel like not getting in was such a funnier story than then we got in and there was well, music and we couldn't dance to it. Or getting in and getting fucked. Yeah, getting fucked in one of the dark rooms. What did you guys do after? Uh, we went to another weird bad club. The clubs were hit or miss. Like The ones that played hip-hop music were fun. But then most of them played deep house. Right. Well, the problem is that you don't like that music. Neither do I. But like right. that's... People, I, for whatever reason, uh, unbeknownst to me uh 
people really like house music. Uh, no, so and it's, it's like deep house. It's like the next level of house where it's like barely music. <laughs> it sounds like what music sounds like when you're on the outside of a club where right. you can only hear the bass turn parts. Down, turn down everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they started building a song. They did the first layer and they're like, you know what? This is it. That's the song. That's it's just good the, enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it at all. And you don't dance; you just sort of stare at the DJ and bob your head. Right. I th- like hip hop is great because you really jump around. Yeah, and you jump know around. the songs. Jump around. There's a melody. Around. Yeah. You know, this nice. is why we're not going to get into Berkheim because the bouncer listens to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> He's a huge fan. Um, but other than that, Berlin was great. That's yeah. I that was, Berlin really was awesome. We got rejected from a couple of clubs before Berkheim. <laughs> yeah. Which, like I remember the fir- we got into the first one no problem I was like oh whatever and then we walked up to two other ones where there was no line and so yeah. I was like just assuming we'd get right in yeah and then one of those bouncers was like where are the girls and I was like huh, hopefully inside <laughs> you can't come in <laughs> excuse wait how are we gonna meet the girls then <laughs> I thought you were this is like that thing where you need jobs to have a job, but you can't get a job without job experience. I'm going to go in there and find girls, I assure you. I just can't bring them, too. So, yeah. That's my funniest story. Pretty solid. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let's try to answer one more question. I'm just glad nothing really fun happened after I left. Yeah, well, that was fun. The most fun I had was getting rejected from Berghain. <laughs> And since then, I've like seen like there's a bunch of people who are like there's websites dedicated to how you can get into there. How like how do you look more like you can handle it? I think uh, you wear darker clothes. I was told that was a thing. Like you have to wear black. I don't know. What were you wearing? I was wearing a bright pink Yankees <laughs> shirt and a Tony Romo hat and a, and and a leaving Las Vegas sticker that lit up in the I dark. I love Berlin scarf. <laughs> Uh, Lederhosen. I had, uh, what is it called when you had like 19 sausages that are in a case? Oh, those links. Yeah, links. I had sausage links all over my body and I was holding a poodle. <laughs> and a single van, actually. You know, the coolest thing you could do is, if that bouncer is a famous bouncer, find a lookalike, have someone <laughs> spy on him and like see what he's wearing and then have that person like his look like dressed exactly like him <laughs> try to get a different guy that night oh i can't get in what about you sir you can't get in because you work outside of Bergain. have you ever even seen the inside of it <laughs> no he starts crying <laughs> they won't let me in they won't let me uh, oh gosh actually let's call this last one sven sven this, this guy uh sven writes <clears throat> hey guys I'm hoping you can help me out with this. <laughs> Funny to imagine this famous bouncer in East Berlin writing this. Hey, guys, hoping you can help me out with this fantasy football conundrum I find myself in. I'm the commissioner of my fantasy football league with my friends and a coworker of mine. The league has been going on for about three years now, but my coworker joined last year. The problem is all my friends are pressuring me to kick my coworker out of the league even though he won last year. They say he isn't cool and none of them know him and would prefer another friend of ours take his place. But I don't want to drop him because he's a pretty cool guy and knows football a lot. Plus, it makes us look like a bunch of pussies to kick out last year's champ. What should I do? Should I just kick him out and be a good commissioner? Or should I tell everyone to fuck off and deal with it? Thanks. Love the podcast. Toda. 
what would you do as a? You've never been a. I've been a fantasy football commissioner, so I can give some real inside info. Have you? Well, what would you say? I think you've got to stick to your guns. I think being a good commissioner is about uh, showing them down the right path, not just listening to their dribble. They're saying, we don't like this guy. He's a loser. We want to invite one of our friends. You say, this guy knows a lot about football. He won, and I'm not going to kick out a winner. I'm the commissioner. You guys have elected me, and it's my responsibility to make these tough decisions. That is, that's pretty much true. I mean, this, I've been a commissioner. I've been asked to kick out somebody who, I feel like the only way you, the only reason you should kick out someone is if they don't, uh, like change their lineups or they don't take it seriously and it starts like negatively affecting other people. These guys are just mad that he won. Like, if he won, you can't kick him out. He's better at this than you are. Fair. Yeah. And, a fantasy football league, you don't have to hang out ever. You just set your lineups and watch who scores the more points. So, like, they're like, he's so annoying. Like, how annoying could he be? You don't have to hang out with him ever. He's not yeah. even your coworker. You guys are losers. So, uh, you, the best way to stop him is to just beat him at fantasy football. Otherwise, he has more right to be there than you do. That's right. Uh, Unless, I mean, I guess it's like a draft thing. Like, you have to hang out with them during the draft. But that's a once-in-a-year thing. So I would say tell these guys that uh, unless he unless he finishes last, they don't really have a good case to kick him out of a fantasy football league. There you go. Uh, answered, uh, do you- I actually, I, the real question would be, I was asked to kick out one of my friends sort of in a similar situation. He's like, because he doesn't ever want to play. Like, he never sets his lineup. He always like seems excited at the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year, he doesn't do anything, and everyone who plays him gets an instant victory. So then I have to like talk to this guy, be like, "Hey, uh, the the next year is like, all right, we're raising the buy-in. It's like fifty dollars. I don't know if you really want to do it. You didn't seem like he cared. He's like, oh no, I'm in. I'll pay fifty bucks. I don't care. This is fun. But everyone's like, no, he does. He, should, he never cares by the end. Who so is we, this? We couldn't price him out. I can't say. You'll bleep it. No. Oh. Really? Uh, but now that league is no more. It doesn't exist, so we don't have to worry about it. Do you, Are you in a fantasy league now? Uh, we After a two-year hiatus, basically fantasy football ruined my Sundays because you care about the little things so much that I couldn't enjoy the game anymore. Right, that's why I wouldn't want to I got it. too excited or too sad out of every play, which I guess is like part of gambling in general. It makes like the... In- insignificant stuff feel like a lot uh so our league sort of disbanded two years ago and then this year uh i'm in a league with uh that was started on our reddit an r slash jake and amir league for the first time in three years i'm back that's funny uh i had did you steal from our fans (laughs) no it's not you don't have to pay but i basically didn't do a lot of research. I'm like trying to convince myself that I don't care a lot. I'm like, I'll just fucking choose a few players and auto draft the next. And then like the first week, I'm like, I don't care. And then by the second week, I'm like feeling really, really into it again. And then uh, my star player, Adrian Peterson, uh, is embroiled in some sort of child abuse scandal. Oh no! Yeah. So now I'm rooting for this abuser to play football again. And fantasy football has ruined my moral compass yet again. There we go. I'm rooting for a villain. Uh, I can't escape it. Uh, so, yeah, basically <laughs> this guy is, uh, is, as the commissioner, you tell them to uh, 
suck it up and try to beat them. Thank you. It's like it's like in real football, complaining that the team ran up the score against you. It's like <laughs> these guys are such assholes. They keep freaking passing the ball, scoring on us. You're already up fifty. Leave us alone. And they're like, you don't get to complain about that. You yeah. just have to actually stop them. Try to them. stop them. <laughs> I know I'm a millionaire that gets paid to stop them, but this is freaking mean. Oh, great, another touchdown. Asshole. You should be on the field. I am on the field. I'm just pissed, too, because they're fucking scoring. How is this fair? Uh, all right, that's it. That's our time. Uh Oh, this is a bonus Thursday episode. A bonus Jonas. Happy Jewish New Year to you and yours. Uh, the Shana opening, tova. yeah, and Metuka. The opening theme song was by Matt Radlow. This closing one I was going to use on our hundredth episode, but then Ben and Thomas just um, recorded one for us because it's sort of like a it's a retrospectus almost. He made like a beautiful. Uh, composition based on quotes of ours and it's like a nice little wrap up uh to episode 100 but now it'll be a nice one to episode 104 Perfect. if you guys have your own questions you can email us at if i were you show at gmail.com also if you have your own theme songs email us uh as well or thumbnails which we've been posting when we post our podcast to facebook i think that's everything oh yeah that song is by someone named sam baber sam baber See you Monday. No, no, I love you. You fucking just said that because I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm crying. You're you're funny to me. You're funny to me, man. You really are funny. You're funny to me too. <laughs> Amir Blumenfeld, congratulations, you are correct. <laughs> congratulations! Yeah! Yes! You are correct! <laughs> SeizeTheCheese.com is available. Holy shit! <laughs> oh! I'm not what you expected, am I? <laughs> Bonjour! <laughs> Said Toda. <laughs> A Trente iced water. <laughs> A restaurant? Movie? Parks? Levine ain't a drug, it's from the earth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless, are you hosting another uh, advice podcast on the side? You're so insecure. Two. Holding up my fingers, saying two bottles. <laughs> you stared at the, at the camera afterwards, wink. Holding a gray shirt and then flapping my wings like a goose. That would be funny if I just went into the bathroom and they heard the shower, <laughs> the shower going. <laughs> I'm allergic to Dove. Chokeslam. They've actually done studies where it says uh, girls are like clingy little shits and dudes are actually chill. <laughs> well, technically she wasn't my ex when I did it. Hey-o! <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we are goddamn safe. Oh, it took us a, a second to realize we were in the room with the devil. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yes, thank you so much for continuing to listen to our podcast. If I were you show at gmail.com. When the Dan Patrick Show ends, it's over. The box score begins. Nothing is over!
Nothing! Join Polly, Seaton, Fritzy, McLovin, and host Brock. Every day they react to the day's events. McLovin, do you feel any cooler after doing all that? And plan for Brock's death. Just come into my house, grab my computer, and go throw it off the end of a pier. That's all I ask. What have I done? Go to podcast1.com slash box score to hear every show.